you're listening to the Living Inside Out podcast and I'm your host, Tux Aruturi. This is episode 78. Welcome to the Living Inside Out podcast where we believe life is a journey, not a destination. Episode 78 is Comfort, the Thief of Destinies. Welcome to 78. I hope you've been doing life well and well doesn't mean pleasant. Not always. Because I think we put too much value on ease and comfort, don't you think so? To the point where we abandon our destiny and we chase the comfort instead. Hence this episode. As for me, my friends organized a small birthday surprise dinner for me and I'm still enjoying the benefits of it. I love being on stage. I'm even energized when I deliver talks and I don't have a fear of crowds. People talk about the fear of public speaking being worse than the fear of death. I don't have a fear of public speaking. However, when the spotlight is on me and I am forced to receive accolades, I feel mildly uncomfortable. And when I think about it, it feels like it's because of some level of imposter syndrome, maybe. Maybe I feel like, who, me? Because people were giving speeches and I was like, that doesn't sound like me. It was quite interesting to see how other people see me very revealing for me, but it was wonderful. I feel incredibly blessed to have the people in my life that I do. And I know that it is the practice of authenticity that has kept the right people in my space and also attracted good people to me. But also it has been maybe not 100% effective because sometimes I ignore the warning signs but it's been fairly effective at keeping the wrong people out. And, you know, sometimes I've had people come into my life that either don't belong there or they have run their course and I'm holding on to them for dear life. I don't want them to go. And I end up being burned in the process. But when I go back and I reflect and I think about the relationship, I'm able to pick out the good that happened, but I'm also able to see when it came to an end. But yours truly was forcing it to remain and I ended up paying the price as well. So obviously not everyone in my life was present to celebrate because it was a small space and it was a surprise. I didn't have that level of control over it, even though I knew what my friends were up to. (laughs) I am so thankful for the people in my life and thankful for you because even though it is a podcast and very much a one-way street here where I can't hear you or, or hear you speak or hear your thoughts or whatever, I recognize the value that you have placed in this podcast and, and that is my soul, you know, that's me bearing my soul and so I am blessed by you. You have given me the opportunity to speak into your life and to live out my purpose because this is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. So thank you. So three weeks ago, I began a series on navigating trials. The first was episode 75, which was making peace with trials. And it came after my conclusion that 
we all have some type of difficulty that we're facing. It isn't all the time, but we all face something some of the time. Would you agree? Good. Some people say life is half good and half bad or half positive and half negative and it helps us to stay balanced. I don't know. I don't know that I believe that exactly, but I know that everyone deals with challenges. So if that's the case, it makes sense that we accept the reality of an imperfect life. And if God saw it fit to allow us to live with uncomfortable situations, then it follows that we are actually able to do so as well. The next one in the series was episode 76, which was building resilience by adopting an immigrant mindset. <laughs> I loved recording this one. I love telling stories that inspire, and I got to tell the story of Andrew Lee, the founder of Sugar Bowl Bakery in New York. So my former manager is from Portugal and her ex was headhunted to work in restaurants in the UK as a porter. Yes, a kitchen porter. I know. I was confused too. But it's because the Portuguese are incredibly hardworking and they are known to take on some of the most tasking jobs which is found in the food industry. And why do you think certain ethnic groups are masters in certain industries? Because you'll find Eastern Europeans are great when it comes to carpentry and woodwork. And when I lived in the United States, you would find Somalians manning petrol stations, always. And you'd find Koreans doing the dry cleaning, always. And so you find now we have Nigerians in the whole BA and PM space. <laughs> that seems to be our thing. And so one reason is because of their ability to be so laser focused on the reason they came into the country and it helps them to become experts in a particular field. So it is this singleness of mind that allow immigrants to ignore the minor irritations that come with being a foreigner in whatever country they're in. They're able to ignore it. They're able to press forward. And then we had a pause and we chatted with the delightful Fumi Onuma of Silverbird Cinemas in Ghana. And here we are at episode 78. Now, it feels as though when I look back at my life, 50 years, <laughs> It feels like I have spent much of my life avoiding difficult situations. I'm not saying that I don't encounter and handle it like a boss. Sometimes I do, but I think that the prevailing emotion or the prevailing desire in many situations, not all of them, but many of them is how can I do it the easy way? How can I navigate this path without it causing me pain? It's almost like living defensively. You know, I feel like I've lived defensively instead of simply going for what I want. Again, it's not generalizing my life or anybody's life, but I can see the moments where I lived defensively and I can see that they were directly 
responsible for me not being where I want to be today or where I could be. And I'm thankful for my journey thus far, but I have got to be honest with myself and sit back and look and say, why is your life not fully reflective of the picture you have in your heart? And I think that's a healthy exercise to do because we do need to find out why. (laughs) And so my birthday came with a sense of urgency, almost like I've coasted for so long and now I've got to play catch up. And when I peel back the layers to uncover why I had been coasting, knowing fully well that our time on earth is limited, it is because I thought I was here to have a good time. I felt like life is just supposed to be life. And yes, you do the good things and you fulfill your purpose and you do all the stuff you're supposed to do. But generally, I want to protect myself from pain and from difficulty. So many of us don't consider the word purpose without seeing it as pleasant. We tend to associate it with contentment and I finally arrived and wisdom and I'm living my best life and using my gift in the process. I think... A lot of people see purposeful feeling as being the same as goal achieving. But you see, our purpose must tick three boxes. One, glorify God. Two, help those in our space. Three, grow us in the process. The reason we avoid difficult situations is because at the forefront of our mind is not purpose. At the forefront of our mind, is comfort. And when comfort is your goal, you will step off the path to your purpose as you go in search of ease. Hmm. Now, if you feel that you've been going around in circles and you can't figure out why, it may be time to sit with yourself for a minute and ask that powerful question, am I running away from pain? Am I chasing joy? Because neither of those paths will lead to your actual destination. There is an episode, I want to say it's episode six, called Emotional Decision Making, Joy or Pain. Something like that. But I think it's around episode six, maybe six, seven or eight. When comfort is your goal, you're going to find yourself avoiding anything that is inconvenient for you. And I'm not just talking physical but mental and emotional as well. It means that there are thoughts that you will refuse to engage with because they are uncomfortable. (laughs) They be uncomfortable. So for quite a few months, I have needed to make some drastic changes to my business, but I didn't do it because it would involve letting some members of staff go. And, you know, I not only had a great relationship with them, I also happen to be a recovered people pleaser, but once in a while, the thing shows up again. It kind of shows its head. And I I didn't want to deal with the unsettling conversation and possibly accept the disappointment or maybe even anger that would have been geared towards me. So instead, do you know what I did? I worked my butt off. (laughs) 
to force open spaces that had since closed. And as a result, I suffered and the business also suffered. Now, maybe you have been in the same shoes as me, putting up with an unhealthy relationship because you don't want the discomfort of a breakup conversation or allowing people to walk all over you because you don't want to displease them by standing your ground. Or maybe even you don't want to be the source of their discomfort. In the past, I've had to make changes that affected people and I have always found it uncomfortable. Even in a couple of cases in the business where toxicity was a factor and I knew that it was time to remove the offending entity, still I struggled because holding hard conversations have never quite been my forte, but I am getting better at it. As a matter of fact, I recently had a hard conversation with someone and I was as stoic as, who is the father of stoicism? I can't remember, whoever he is. I was like that. <laughs> I wasn't moved emotionally. I was able to put myself in a very logical place and hold a logical conversation despite the tears. You see, I've had some big goals and dreams affected negatively by my emotional decisions. And if you have as well, then you need to hear this. You need to hear this. There is a price to pay to achieve your dreams. The person you are today cannot handle the big goals you intend to manifest. Because if you could, you would have achieved them by now. <laughs> right? So here comes God, purpose giver, creator of the universe, loving father. He comes with his scalpel to come and remove the weights that you're carrying, the excess baggage that's slowing you down, the cancer, the growth that needs to be removed. And like the removal of a piece of flesh, it is painful because you're familiar with it and you're comfortable with the weight and you see it as a dear friend, as family, as part of you. Can you imagine the range of emotions an amputee has to endure before his limb is amputated? Like they know that the leg or the arm has got to be removed because it's cancerous or it's gangrenous and it's the only way to save their life, but that is still their arm or their leg. And so getting rid of thought patterns and beliefs and mindsets and habits can be and will be painful even when it's clear that they are doing us harm. Once the offending part is removed, it stops sucking time, space, and energy meant for soaring, and you can finally fly. The price to pay, needless to say, is not pleasant, but that's okay, because it will save your life. And as we have found out in the previous episodes, Accepting pain and embracing pain and making peace with pain is the only way to grow from it. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you would have heard me talk about emotional decision making. I mentioned that a few minutes ago and how we are often driven to act based on how much joy we can derive or how much pain we can avoid. 
We always gravitate in this direction except you're intentional and you're conscious about the decision you're about to make. And when we are given options, we generally want to know what the easier, quicker route will be, but one that will also give us the best return. And it's just human nature. So what does that look like really? What does it look like to choose comfort over our future? Why would we even sabotage our future like that? Well, physically, physical comfort is obviously the first obvious one. (laughs) You don't want to place yourself in a position where your body isn't in a state of enjoyment. This can show up as oversleeping. And you know, oversleeping is sometimes too far-fetched for us. If you're listening to this podcast, chances are you do not oversleep. So what I'm referring to really is the unwillingness to sacrifice some of your sleep to give yourself a fighting chance. If you normally get up at seven, are you willing to get up at six instead, even for a season? If you normally get up at eight, will you be willing to get up at seven o'clock or six o'clock? Waking up at eight o'clock or seven o'clock if your work starts at nine or ten o'clock and yet you can get all the stuff done on time is not oversleeping. So it's not really about oversleeping, it's more about sacrifice. There are television programs that I avoid, or should I say Netflix programs I avoid, and they are specifically series. If someone says to me, you've got to watch this, it's amazing, I know not to watch it. If it's a movie, I can watch it. But if it's a series, count me out because the minute I start, I know that I'm not going to stop, especially if, like they said, it's a good one. So far, I can't say that. Maybe the one that I regretted watching was Anna Delvey's story. Um, it just didn't sit well with me and I couldn't stop watching it. But there's been others I've watched and I have zero regrets about it, but I don't want to regret. So I just avoid it completely. Not exercising. This is another form of uh, choosing comfort over your future. You might be healthy. You may have a normal blood pressure, thank God. You may be able to get to your bus stop or run for the bus if you take the bus without panting. You know, you can do normal things and and all of that stuff. But we still need exercise. And when you avoid exercise and you choose to coast because you have not been diagnosed with something serious, that is choosing comfort. Eating the wrong foods. Oof. For me, that will be fried plantain and eggs. That's my favorite meal in the world. Eating the wrong foods. Because you don't want to deny your body its cravings. And then we've got the emotional comfort. And this one is more insidious because many of us are used to living primarily by our senses. We react to what we see or hear and pay more attention to the body than we do to the mind. So this shows up when you arrive at an uncomfortable thought or an uncomfortable thought makes its way into your mind. What do you do with it? Because what you do will determine the outcome. 
do you distract yourself from it by immediately thinking about something else? <laughs> I know I do that. For example, when you have a nagging thought, one that you just are not ready to deal with or you don't even want to deal with it. We've even verbalized it. I know I said, you know what? I don't want to even think about it right now. I have too much on my plate. By the way, nagging thoughts are proof that your mind is not a container for ideas. It is a processor. You've heard me say that time and time again. If it were a container, we would just collect our thoughts and ideas and they wouldn't bother us, but they keep showing up and keep waking us up and keeping us thinking and talking about it. So your mind is not the space to harbor and store ideas. It is designed to process and produce it with the body. It has been said by scientists that we have 70 to 110,000 thoughts per day. Now, if this is true, you've got to admit that only a handful of them are actually number one true and number two useful for you. Imagine this, you have pulled up on the hard shoulder on the motorway or the interstate, your car has broken down and you are waiting for recovery. For safety purposes, you exit the car and you stand away from it because that's the advice that we have, right? And so now you're watching the cars fly by and to pass the time, you decide to shout out every color of a car as it passes by. And you're like, silver, red, green, blue, silver, silver, because there's so many silver cars, I don't know why. But that's impossible. They're speeding at 70, 80, 90 even miles per hour. You can't do that, but imagine that you decide instead to focus only on black cars. Now that's gonna be a little bit easier, but it will still be a challenge because there are many black cars, but then it's easier to spot than silver. Now, if you decide, however, to feature on gold cars, one of my neighbors at the shop has got uh, she blings out her cars. Her name's Daria. She's fairly well known and her cars are always covered in thousands of Swarovski crystals. And she had a gold one once. Or maybe she still does. But if you decide that you're going to focus only on gold cars, which are rare, it's going to be a lot easier. But then it also takes intention because it means deliberately ignoring the hundreds that are not gold. And that's what it looks like when you become intentional about your thoughts. But then not all thoughts will be pleasant. And what will you do with the unpleasant ones? Listen, we've got to learn to be comfortable with processing unsettling thoughts if we're going to get to the other side. Because every thought that is designed for us to process carries vital information that you will need for the next stage of your journey. And if you decide not to think it through, you've then decided to take a different path. And then dissonance and frustration will set in because your heart carries one picture, but your legs are going in a different direction. Processing uncomfortable thoughts is a practice that will bring growth. 
just this morning before recording this episode, I had to finally process some of my thoughts. And what was interesting is that prior to facing up to it, prior to exposing them for what they were, I had prejudged myself negatively for some of the decisions I made. Because I'm thinking, okay, I made this decision and now I'm in an uncomfortable place and therefore I have failed in this area. But when I stopped to dissect things this morning, I got a much clearer understanding of why I made the decisions. And I went from being disappointed to being elevated. (laughs) I literally grew some more in the space of one hour and I was left feeling confident and powerful enough to navigate the path I'm currently on. Through self-reflection and dissecting thoughts, I was able to uh, find out that I made choices out of fear. Our decisions are born usually out of fear or out of faith. It's one or the other. Faith is when you make a decision based on the positive, beautiful picture of your future. Faith actually draws you towards the future. Fear, on the other hand, is when you make decisions based on a negative picture that your mind is carrying, you know, one that you're dreading and you're hoping that it wouldn't even come to pass. That's what fear does. Whereas faith, like I said, is positive and it's one that you hope will come to pass, one that you're praying for and you're working towards. Now, when you make a decision out of fear, the result is a feeling of smallness, shrinking, disappointment, being pushed down. You feel this sense of rejection and as though you're being pressed into a hole You know, you're being suppressed and stopped from rising up and you feel restricted in how far you can go. Whereas faith creates feelings and knowledge of expansion, elevation, freedom, space. And in a previous episode, I had talked about the two types of fear as described by a Jewish rabbi. Yira is the fear you experience when you step into a space that's bigger than you exactly how Moses felt when he stepped into God's presence in the wilderness in front of the burning bush. The Hebrew meaning of Yira is awe, and it allows you to make decisions that actually improve and grow you. Yira does not shrink you. Pakad is the lesser type of fear. It is debilitating, it holds us back, and it is described in Hebrew as fear or being afraid or terror. And the example they gave is, it is a fear for one's own safety. Recently, I had an experience that demonstrated both of these fears in my life. I needed to make a decision and I was hoping for a particular outcome. And it was being threatened because what I was hoping for looked like it wasn't going to happen. And I found myself protecting myself from what was the, the, the Hebrew said. It said, fear for one's safety. I decided to protect myself from the disappointment that I thought was going to come because I feared that what I wanted wouldn't happen. 
And in protecting myself, it meant that I was, basically I had a choice of staying in the shop and working or going out and getting some material for a client. And immediately God spoke to me and said, if you believe that what you hope for will happen, if you believe that what you desire will come to pass, then your actions will support the coming to pass of it. And so I was able to change my decision and I changed my calendar and I went ahead, I left the shop and I went to do what I needed to do. And guess what? What I hoped for actually happened because your actions support the dream you're carrying or your actions manifest the fear that you're holding out against. For more on fear, check out episodes 32 and 33 and 34, where I did a series uh, using our physiological response to danger to explain and analyze fear. And on that note, if you feel you want to change the way you think and you know you're capable of so much more, but then you feel stuck and all of your abilities and capabilities and your gems and, and precious gifts are just hidden inside of you, you are experiencing limiting thoughts because it is our thoughts that decide the trajectory of our life. So action is essential, action is necessary, but you will only do that which you have thought about. Now, imagine that your mind, which is a processor, has a fertile ground and your thoughts grow from that ground. But then over the years, that ground has been layered with false thoughts and conversations and experiences and it has become a false ground. It's become a different type of soil. Your thoughts are going to grow from that soil and this is where limiting thoughts come from. When you say, I can't do it, you have a desire for something and yet you believe you're not able to do it, that belief is a limiting thought because the fact that you had the idea and the desire and the imagination means that you are capable because they didn't come on their own. The image, the picture did not show up on its own. It came with its own ability to manifest itself. Just like an orange seed has everything it needs inside of it to become a tree. I want to help you. I want to help you unearth that false ground, remove those mindsets. But first you have to even know what they are. <laughs> and that's what my Get Unstuck Mindset Mentoring program is all about. I ran it at the end of last year and running it into this year with a group of, I think, six or seven ladies. And it was absolutely amazing. And the feedback, not surprisingly, was very good. Now, it's not for everyone because you've got to even recognize in the first instance that you need this type of help. Not everyone does. You've got to recognize that you need this type of help. You have to recognize and acknowledge that you've got the power and the ability to navigate your own path. But you've also got to be ready to do the work. And it's not pleasant work. It's uncomfortable work. 
it's not about gaining knowledge. You know, if you're looking for a program that's going to motivate you and give you knowledge, I wouldn't quite say that this is it because you're already getting that from the podcast. And in this day and age of chat GPT and uh, Google and everything, knowledge isn't lacking. It's very easy to get knowledge and it's free. All knowledge is free, just about. So it's not really about gaining knowledge and it's not about motivation either because motivation works best when it's intrinsic and motivation is not really that hard. The reason we get motivated is because we live in a, we need rather to get motivated is because we live in a fallen world and there are things and situations and circumstances that are clamoring for our energy and our attention and our peace and our joy. And if you can just change your environment or change how you see your environment or increase the level of joy that's within you or the inspiration that you that is within you and your inside becomes more effective than your outside, then you will be motivated. It needs to be done daily. Uh, you can do that by listening to talks by people like Tony Robbins and the rest of them. So this is not really a motivation program. This is more like an unearthing the mind program. It is deep work. It is not entirely pleasant. The feedback during the uh, course that I ran last year was discomfort. There were some tears, but it's all good stuff. There's absolutely no way that you can keep doing the things that you do every day, doing the same thing, and then one day, bam, you're going to get a different result. It doesn't happen. It's not going to happen. I'm 50. And I don't even know how I got to 50. <laughs> I'm like, life just sped by. But I am so thankful that by God's grace, I still have some years ahead of me and in good health too. And I'm thankful that everything that I need, which is the same as you, I already have. I think that it will be such a shame to get to the end of one's life and look back and say, wow, it was so easy. All I needed to do was change my thoughts. But if you are seeking comfort, if you're leaving to have a pleasant, pleasurable life, which will come anyway, but if you're chasing it, you may find a level of comfort, but it's going to be temporal and it's going to be conditional. And the only way it will remain is if you keep chasing that comfort. But if you change the way you think, if you remove everything that is not you from you, then you will become you. If you want to learn more about the Get Unstuck Mindset Mentoring Program, head to my website, talksarotere.com. Or you can send an email to pa, that's papa alpha, at talksarotere.com. Or you can send me a DM on Instagram. I'm on Instagram frequently and I'm also on Facebook and I'm on LinkedIn. 
Either way, I look forward to connecting with you. If you have not reviewed Living Inside Out on the Apple Podcast app or any podcast player for that matter, please do so. The more reviews I get, the more likes I get, the more downloads I get, the more uh, subscriptions I get, the wider this podcast goes, or should I say the further it goes and more people will be able to hear it and we can all be good together. (laughs) Thank you for listening and remember to leave from the inside out. Mm -hmm.